Welcome to hopefully the first episode of my podcast because we have had some issues getting this out on certain platforms probably because I'm a bot and I'm not good at this stuff. I'm new to it, but welcome everybody. This is THC Donor. I'm going to be doing an MMA podcast, reviewing the fights, upcoming fights, maybe some picks here and there, hopefully win some money because I know I enjoy winning money off of fights. At least sometimes. I'm not that great at it all the time, but it's okay. Because who gives a shit? This is my first episode. Um, We're going to be reviewing UFC and Bellator mainly, but if there's some boxing that I want to get into, uh, I will because I do what the fuck I want. But mostly it's going to be MMA. Uh, Specifically Bellator and UFC. But today... We might, we're probably going to get into a little bit of boxing. A little bit of boxing, just because there's some good fights coming up. But you never know. Alright, so... The UFC last night was Rose Namajunas versus Jessica Andrade was the main event. That was... Oh, shit. UFC 220-something, I believe. Because uh, it was a pay-per-view. Uh, 237. UFC 237. We had Rose Namajunas versus Jessica Andrade. This was Rose Namajunas' second title defense, um, but against a different opponent, finally, because we had the two fights with Joanna Jonjacek, which she absolutely dominated her in both fights, in my opinion. In the second fight, uh, she didn't knock her out like she did in the first one, but, I mean, she pieced her, pieced her up. She just picked her apart, it felt like. Uh, in this one... It felt like it was going the same way. Rose Namajunas was beaten up on Jessica Andrade and then out of nowhere while Rose Namajunas was using one of her amazing techniques on the ground because we all know that she has a very good ground game. And if you don't know, you definitely have to go check out some of her crazy stuff. She likes to do flying arm bars, really fun stuff. But it just didn't work out this time. She got fucked up. Like she got dropped on her head and it was rough to see because i don't know i really like rose and uh it's tough for me to watch her get hurt like that just because she's such a good representation for the sport i mean i'm not a huge religious person but she's very religious she's very respectful which is amazing in today's day and age and like the quote-unquote entertainment era that we're in right now when it comes to mma it kind of sucks because Everybody thinks that they have to be fucking Conor McGregor when they don't. You can be Rose Namajunas. You can just stare down a bitch and just scare the fuck out of them. Like, when she was staring down Joanna Jacek in their first fight and she was just fucking reciting the Lord's Prayer while Joanna was just looking at her like a murderous fucking hyena. Goddamn, Rose was just stone-faced killer right there just it, it, it reminds she her stare reminded me of like an old vanderlei silva just like a oh, whole piercing motherfuckers souls down to the core but yeah it was a great 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 fight uh up until that point i think rose was winning absolutely um no problem uh i think on the judges scorecards she was ahead uh until she got fucking molly whopped on her head she got pile drive like mma M- pff, mma we're talking about mma fucking idiot um wwe status like she man that was vicious it was vicious and then for the co-main event it was jared cannonier and anderson silva and oh man 
I don't know about anybody else, but uh, I really don't like watching these legends fight. Like, on this card in particular, we had two legends. I mean, technically three, because I guess Clay Guida is a legend, but, I mean, he looked a little bit better than BJ Penn in his... Uh, oh, wait, I forgot Antonio Noguera was on here, too. I mean, it's Little Nog, but he's still a fucking legend. So we had essentially four legends on here. I mean, if you do... I guess you can... Uh, Tiago, Tiago Alves, I guess you can, uh, like, count him as a... Uh, is a legend. He's been around. Like he, I don't think he's ever won. A, yeah, he never won a title. He's been a title contender. I think he's been a number one contender, and he lost. I believe. Was, I think it was one of GSP's runs. I'm not 100 percent positive, but I mean, he got beat by some dude I've never even heard of. But shit, man, I'm way off. I guess I see. Look, I don't. All right. So some people are gonna say that Jose Aldo is a legend because he's past his prime. I don't think he's past his prime. I think Jose Aldo is still a top five guy, but. He got beat by Alexander Volkanovsky because I think Volkanovsky is like the new new wave, like that wrestler who's just got crazy output but has good hands. Like that's uh that's that's gonna be the way right now. We had like a little bit of a karate wave, like Henry Cejudo and Conor McGregor and like all these people that have like that little karate stance and Stephen Wonderboy Thompson. We had this for a little bit, but I think people are starting to figure out how easy it is to counteract with that wide stance. Uh, you can just kick the legs out, fuck them up, um, and then you can just wrestle fuck them, which is easy because a lot of those times, those guys, you can hit like a low single leg, an ankle pick, something like that, and you can grab them because they have their legs so wide apart, and you can just boop, drop them real quick, uh, get them into side control, whatever you like, whatever your preferred ground and pound area could be, but... Um, yeah, the can back to the cannoneer. I'm all over the place, like always. You guys already know how it is. Jared Cannoneer and Anderson Silva. That was a weird fucking one. Like honestly, Anderson was looking fucking good. He he, he was like throwing some spinny shit. I know he threw like a jumping a jump like a flying, uh, flying roundhouse kick uh, with his left, uh, left. So which means he would have had to pivot off of the right, which doesn't make sense if he was saying that he was hurt. So, if you guys don't know, what happened was Cannoneer, I believe, was an inside leg kick. He hit him with an inside leg kick, and it it, it just took the legs out from Anderson Silva, and it looked like he was very hurt. It looked like he maybe tore an ACL, um, something that was real bad. And then he said it was because he had hurt it in practice, and he wasn't 100%. But he was doing spinny shit. He was doing jumping shit, so I don't know. But I just don't know. I've never been in that octagon. I don't know what it feels like when you are there. Like, if you have an injury. I know I've pushed past injuries in my sports that I've done uh, with freaking baseball and, uh, and and skateboarding were my main ones where I was where I was really good. But it has nothing to do with MMA. You know what I mean? It's different being in front of a bunch of people. Most people I've ever competed in front of was about 300 people. These guys are doing it in front of thousands, hundreds of thousands, including the pay-per-view people. So... It's definitely not anything I can compare anything I've ever done to, but I personally don't think that he was actually really hurt. Maybe he had kind of tweaked it or something, but I don't think it was a serious injury that he had going into that fight from camp. The Alexander Volkanovsky and Jose Aldo, listen, listen, listen. As I said before, I really don't think that Jose Aldo is out of his prime. I think he's just getting beat by these new wave guys i mean fucking max holloway alex volkanovsky like these guys are fucking monsters and you can't just say that jose aldo's done because he's losing these people he fucked up jeremy stevens he fucked up Hinato moicano which everyone was like oh yeah this, this dude this young kid and not though he's gonna beat jose aldo i actually had jose aldo winning that fight 
because he's just such a veteran. He's such a monster. But maybe you never know. Like he he could he could be on his way out. Just, but I don't think so. Personally, I don't think so. I don't think you can count him out. Uh, the Tiago Alves fight, nothing nothing crazy good there. The Irene Aldana and Betch Cohea fight, that one was actually interesting. Um, be- I was worried for uh, Irene because Betch came in so heavy. I think Betch did it as as like a... Some of these heavier fighters that that like to come in heavy during fights, like the little bit bigger, don't like to cut or don't cut his or cut more weight uh, to get down to these weight classes. I think she did it to have the advantage. Um, I I don't believe this is her first time missing weight. Um, I think she wanted to come in the bigger chick. It just didn't want to lose that extra six pounds, five pounds, because you have to be one over because it wasn't a title fighter, man. But like an extra five pounds or whatever. I mean, cutting weight fucking sucks i've only had to do it like once or twice it was not fun no thank you I'm not down for it no 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 um ryan span versus antonio noguera i actually fucking called this one i actually called a second round knockout but uh yeah he got him in the first it was just noguera's just he's 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 the twin brother of big nog little nog he did good it's it's i i don't know i just he just got beat up by this bigger, stronger 205-er. I think that's all it was. I think he just got manhandled by him. Tiago Moises and uh, Kurt Hollibaugh. I think that's how you say that dude's last last name. Hollibaugh. Hollibaugh. What's the Hollibaugh? The Hollibaugh. What's the Hollibaugh? All right, yeah. I'm done fucking around. Sorry for fucking up your name, bro. Um, It was a good fight. It was a good fight. Um, I think Kurt, from what I remember, um, Kurt should have stayed on the inside a little bit more. He was catching him really well on the inside. Um, should have mixed up the dirty boxing a little bit more when he had him up against the cage. He was just kind of pushing him up against the cage, going for the takedown. He should have done what Clay Guido was doing earlier on in the in the night. Uh, Clay Guido did a really good job of mixing up his strikes and his takedowns against the fence. He would go in, push like a double leg, maybe switch to a single leg, and then come up and throw some hooks, and then go back down and try to get get BJ Penn down. Um, it was a good fight, good fight, definitely. Uh, but. Yeah, Kurt definitely lost. I think Tiago Tiago definitely won their decision. Um, Warley Alves, uh, Warley Alves. I like that name, Warley. Warley. I would just call him Little War. Uh, and Sergio Marais. Damn good fight. Really, really, really good fight. Um, I mean, Warley was piecing him up the entire time, standing up, and just got the KO with like a knee, I believe, and some punches. Uh, it was real good, real good. Very interesting. I enjoyed it a lot. Clay Guida versus BJ Penn. This is oh, this was so sad to watch. It was like it was like a farmer had two horses that he had to take out to pasture to kill, and he didn't want to do it himself, so he just let him fight to the death. It was just oh, oh I, I don't I don't mean any any disrespect towards Clay Guida or BJ Penn, but it. It hurt me to watch them because I loved watching those guys. Like they were some of the people who really got me into MMA. Like, of course, like I I, I first started with my dad. Like I was born in '92, so I was born the same year that UFC started, uh, or the year before UFC started. I think UFC was '93. But anyway, um, UFC. Like I grew up watching specifically first like old hoist gracie fights i loved watching hoist gracie that little tiny dude just choked the shit out of these big muscly wrestlers and shit just roided out wrestlers getting choked out by this tiny brazilian 170 pounder 
who the Hoist Gracie, like the Gracie family, they said Hoist was the was the easy one. They didn't want want him to go up against any of the any of the bag boys like Hickson. Hickson, if you guys don't know Hickson Gracie, you guys got to look him up. Guy was an absolute monster. Um, in the Brazilian Jiu Jitsu world, can consider like the greatest uh, practitioner like of our lifetime, if not ever. Um, the son of the original um, founder of Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, I believe, Helio, if I remember my lineage correctly. I'm not the best at this. Uh, I'm okay. Uh, don't don't crucify me if I fuck this up. But um, that's where I started watching MMA, and then it progressed into like BJ Penn, Chuck Liddell, all these guys, Tito Ortiz. And um, watching like Clay, Clay Guida in specific because I love Clay Guida. I'm from Albuquerque, born and raised. And uh, he fought out of there. Used to I don't think I don't believe he fights out of there anymore. I think he's somewhere in California now. But I mean, he would always. I've met him here in Albuquerque. He was such a nice guy, and I wanted. I personally, I thought Clay Clay Guida was going to get it done by um, third round. I mean, uh, by the decision, end of the third round. Blah blah blah. Uh, and that's what happened. Uh, BJ Penn's lost what seven in a row. It's 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 not fun to watch. I know he wants to keep going, um, and that's what made him a great. That's what made him a two division champion, a Hall of Fame fighter. It's what that that's what made BJ Penn that was that drive. But I think it's he really needs to be done, in my opinion. I I I don't think there's anything left for him. Uh, they tried to give him a young kid who couldn't strike, uh, and he and BJ Penn was like one of the youngest, uh, or one of the quick. Quickest people to ever get their black belt in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Just an absolute phenom. Um, but he got tapped out by Ryan Hall very quickly with uh, with that, that crazy rolling knee bar that or, or heel hook that um, that Ryan Hall does to everybody. He just snatched snatched BJ Penn's leg up, and then he just and then BJ Penn just lost a three round. Not even I can't, I can't call it a war. It wasn't a war. It was a good fight, but it wasn't a war. It's three round. I can say battle. I'll say a battle. I get, I'm comfortable calling it a battle. Definitely comfortable calling it a battle. A three-round battle. But it just... Uh, man. Really really hurts me to watch them just put those older guys in there. I, I think we should just have a senior tour like they do in fucking in golf. Let's just have a senior tour. Let them all do steroids and just fucking go at it. I think that's what we should do. But eh, that's just me. Um, On to Bellator now. Now. Bellator might have had a better card. Okay. Um I don't know. I really think I really think that that Bellator card was better. It was it, it I it's hard to explain, but it shocked me, I guess is the best word. There was just like I did not expect. All right, let's start from the top. I did not expect Michael Chandler to lose. No. I thought Michael Chandler was going to beat uh, beat Patricio just like he beat Patricky, um, his brother, uh, bigger, bigger brother. I don't know if he's older. I know he's a uh, ten pounds heavier. Um, fights at one fifty five instead of one forty five, like Patricio. It was crazy. First round TKO. Like he redeemed his brother. Um, if you guys don't know, Patricky got knocked out cold, knocked out cold by Michael Chandler, but um, his little brother came up. And got a fucking first round TKO. Now what does that mean? I don't even know. What like is he gonna fight his brother now? Are Patricky and Patricio gonna fight? I don't think so. I think he'll just go back down to one forty five and enjoy that win, the redemption, the revenge. Um 
I think that's gonna probably be the main thing that happens. Uh, in the co-main event, that was that was Lima and uh, uh, Michael Van and Page MVP, the fucking undefeated, absolutely devastating striker. Uh, Michael Van and Page, I've seen crazy highlights of him you guys probably have to uh, tornado kick some guy in the face need cyborg the male cyborg who used to be married to the female cyborg i believe um <laughs> but he fucked up the male cyborg caved the dude's skull and if you guys have never seen that definitely give it a look it's fucking nuts um but tonight tonight was not his night he actually was fighting pretty good. He actually stunned Lima before he got fucking knocked completely unconscious. He um he hit Lima on the like on like the forehead, top of the head with like a good straight right. And he was gonna come in and it looked like he was gonna try it again, that quick straight right that he has. But right as he was leaning on that front leg, Lima hit one of the most beautiful leg kicks I've seen in a long time. Like it, it's not like he was crazy powerful, but it was just perfect. It just fucking swept the leg, f- f- completely fucked up, uh, Michael Venom Page as he was coming in, and Michael Venom Page, as he was coming up, he left himself absolutely exposed, he didn't keep his hands up as he was trying to stand up, he didn't spin to his back and then try to, um, put a little space in between him with, uh, with some kicks or something like that, he tried to stand up right away, and he got uppercutted from hell, like, that was, Dude, that was such a shovel. It looked like almost a Mortal Kombat uppercut where, you know, you you spam those when you first learn Mortal Kombat and you don't know how to play and you just spam that uppercut. That's what it almost looked like. And he knocked poor Michael Venom Page the fuck out. It was vicious. But, I mean, honestly, I didn't think Michael Venom Page was going to win. He's a good fighter, great prospect. But after watching his last fight with Paul Daly and seeing his ground game, he's a green, he's a green MMA fighter still. Like, we can't, we can't be rushing kids like this. I don't know how, he's probably older than me, but we can't be rushing people like this into the, into the, into the higher, into the upper echelons of MMA so quickly because they're going to get bopped like this. Like, it was a fun fight, but it was hard to watch because you, I, I didn't think that he was ready for someone like Lima. Douglas Lima's a, a vet, a monster, absolute monster. I don't, I just didn't think he was ready for him. AJ McAfee and Pat Curran. Um, Pat Curran's just getting a little bit older, a little bit slower. He doesn't seem like he has the same reaction time as he used to, like when he used to be a monster and like fuck up Will Brooks and shit like that. I don't think that he's got the same, like like I said, the same reaction time and stuff. He just lost a decision pretty handily. I mean, I don't think any judge gave gave a round to him. And we have Jack Swagger, Jack Hager versus freaking Jack Black. At least that's what I called him because he looked like Jack Black. TJ Jones. It was a first round arm triangle. It wasn't even a fucking fight. And he held the choke a little long, which was wrong, I think. Like, dude, you knew you fucking won and he tapped. Just stop, bro. Just stop. But now that he did that and he got booed by the crowd, he should lean into that that villain he he should know like he's he's from the wwe so he automatically should know how to do some badass marketing just from being the heel lean into being the heel bro just do it do it fucking just don't hold just don't hold arm bars and stuff chokes eh, it's not that big of a deal worst thing that happens is the guy goes out 
He comes to in a second. He has a little nap. Takes a little nap. Has has a good little rest. He comes back. He'll be all right. But don't hold like an arm bar or a fucking Kimura. Something like that. You don't want a knee bar. Don't fucking tear somebody's ACL. Don't be an asshole. But you're a wrestler. You don't know any of that shit yet anyway. You're just going to be ground and pounding and choking people. So just keep doing what you do, bro. I actually like it. I think, I think it's good for the sport. Like it's... A lot of people are saying like, oh, but he's not even taking on anybody good. Yeah, he's barely 2-0. and No fucking shit. If you threw him into the lion's den, it's going to deter him from wanting to be able to do well. It's going to fuck up all those WWE fans that want him to win and are coming over and buying. Or, I mean, it's Bellator, so they don't have pay-per-view. But coming over and watching on the Paramount Network or on DAZN, um, which I think is where they where they do stuff now is DAZN. Um, yeah, yeah, DAZN. Uh yeah, like, it, 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 it would just be bad marketing. It would be bad business if they threw him to the wolves right now. Like, feed him these fucking chumps. Like, feed him. Do it. Build him up. Don't do what you did to Michael Venom Page. Like, less than 10 fights in fighting someone like Douglas Lima. You're going to get fucking wrecked, bro. Maybe not in the heavyweight division. Talent pool's not as deep. But he could, he could, he could, hold, could possibly hold his own just with the wrestling. But he's not Brock, you know what I mean? Like, if we're going to compare him to another WWE person who came in who actually has a wrestling background, we're discrediting CM Punk. That dude had absolutely no athletic background, let alone MMA or wrestling or any type of combat sports background. But Brock Lesnar, a very good collegiate wrestler, he had those lunch boxes for fists. So he was able to, like, just throw a good straight. He could throw a jab straight, and if he hit you with it, you're kind of fucked because they were just monster fucking fists on a monster human being the dude would cut to 265 like oh my god i don't want to be anywhere near that dude when he's angry or hungry or anything ending in ry fuck that shit but um that's it for the for the cards um I wanted to talk because I had some issues with my podcast before and uploading it and blah, blah, blah. I wanted to talk a little bit about, like, the um, Greg Hardy stuff because I have a lot of, like, my friends who are casuals who are asking me about this. Like, I love MMA. been watching MMA for years. I'm a diehard fan. Um, But some of my casual friends, they've been asking me about this whole Greg Hardy thing and what I think about it. So I'll just say it here. So that way people can stop asking me about it. I think it's an absolute fucking disgrace. <laughs> um, but not that they're letting him fight. It's an absolute disgrace that they're putting him as a co-main event and stuff like that. This guy is obviously super sloppy. I think I have better technique than this motherfucker. And he's been training longer than I ever trained in my life. Uh, he's got sloppy striking, sloppy ground game, everything, everything's bad, and they're throwing him in these co-main event spots just for the highlight, I mean, yeah, just for the highlight, and uh, for trying to, trying to get more people, and I think it's going to attract the wrong people, Um, it's going to attract a lot of like super casuals who don't, who don't care, they're not going to, you're not, they're not going to be invested in narratives, and they're not going to be invested in the fighters, like me, like I love, watching those behind the scenes, listening to about the fighters and their lives and their trials and tribulations, how they got to the success that they have. He's inspiring. Um, it's amazing to hear these, these, these guys follow their dreams and then succeed. You know what I mean? And so we want to hear that kind of stuff. We don't want to hear about some dude who was failed NFL guy. And he's like, well, I guess I'll be in MMA because 
no one wants to play with me because I'm an asshole and I like to beat women. It's like, all right, bro, like, we don't give a shit. But if you're going to, like, but I'm all about second chances as well. Like, I'm not going to, this isn't going to be just shitting on him. Um, I think he he does deserve a chance. But as a co-main event over some of these veterans, uh, I don't think so. I think the UFC is doing a, a disservice to their actual fan base, like their legitimate hardcore fan base. I think they're they're kind of spitting in their face. Um and I think it's going to do them a disservice in the long in the long run, especially since they're behind two paywalls now. And by two paywalls, what I mean is to buy the UFC pay per views, you now have to have ESPN Plus. Like you have to order it through the app. You cannot. You cannot do it through your fucking TV, through DirecTV, through Comcast, through any of these easy outlets that um. The older generation, let's be frank, um, let's be very blunt about this. The older generation, not 18 to 36 demographic, anything above that, they don't know what they're doing. They don't understand how to do these apps, go into the app, subscribe to ESPN+, Plus, then go in and buy the pay-per-view and set up to connect to your TV and the app and blah, 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 blah. It's too much. It's too much. It's going to frustrate them, and especially, and I've already talked to people, like, like my, um, my uncle, who likes to watch the fights, he's a casual, like, if he's going he's gonna to watch, he's, he's like a Conor McGregor, watch the fights, he used to be Ronda Rousey, stuff like that, like, if, you, if it's a bigger, bigger fight, he's going to want to watch it, but he, he doesn't want to do it anymore, because it's so hard to, to get this stuff, and unless you're at least minorly tax, tech, tech, bleh, 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 I can't even fucking talk, minorly tech savvy, you're not going to be able to... To really do this properly and to get it set up in time for you to watch the prelims and the main card and everything like that that you want to watch. So I think it's definitely a, a bad bad thing. No, 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 no. Um, but getting back to Greg Hardy, yeah, like I was saying, I, I just think it's a bad thing. Just like with the CM Punk. It's not just because I don't like Greg Hardy as a person because he's a fucking woman beater, allegedly. Um, I don't like when they put unskilled people like this on the top like there's plenty of people who deserve it uh in the co-main event slots um but they're not giving it to them they're passing them by for some failed nfl player and i think it's fucked up but i do think he deserves a second chance i do think that he deserves to be fighting if he wants to do that like if that's what he wants to do he's knocked out a couple of guys he kind of earned it um but i don't think he should be on these main cards i think he should be on the preliminaries like maybe headline the preliminary but not be on the main card, man. Especially the co-main event. Especially the fucking co-main event. Ugh. Makes me so angry. But, um... Yeah. Uh, I think that's gonna be it for now. Uh, I appreciate everybody listening to my first podcast. Hopefully it'll get released. Um, everyone, much love. And, uh, have a good day.